as we're just in the Lord's presence, He's the God that gives gifts. And these gifts are literally the gifts of the Spirit are really His ability that He gives to us. Because they're not our gifts, they're His gifts. And when the Father gives a gift to a son or a daughter, just like any good father would give a gift, it's because you can use it and it's yours to take care of and to store it. There's not a gift that we'll ever receive that the purpose of it is not to help us, but to help somebody around us. The gifts of the Spirit will be light to our path. But when you have a gift, it's actually to help somebody else who maybe does not have that gift. Or, put it this way, the best brain surgeon doesn't operate on himself. So I may be a prophet, but I still need people to prophesy to me. That does not mean it replaces me hearing the Holy Spirit, reading His Word, trusting and obeying, but I cannot be a prophet to myself. I need somebody else in my life that can also hear God. We all do. Every person here, you have a personal responsibility also to hear God's voice. He will never let me prophesy enough that you won't have to listen to heaven yourself. He'll never give you so much information you don't have to use faith. He's, and he's getting you into trust, not understanding. If you understand it all, you don't have a God plan. But if you understand part and have faith for the rest, now that's a God plan. And so really what a lot of times what we're asking God for is more information. He's asking us to move with knowing him and what he's shown us. If you have to explain everything to one of your children before they'll do anything, how many know that's a low level of trust? Actually, if they'll do what you ask them, knowing that you have good intentions for them, it actually becomes a, a point of the intimacy. The more they have to, you have to explain to them, the less trust there is in your voice in that relationship. It's not that we operate out of ignorance, but we don't operate just out of information. We, we operate out of intimacy. And out of that intimacy, that's where the glory of God comes that creates miracles. And we have to be careful we're not the church of information versus the church of anointing. Now, God doesn't put a premium on stupid. But he does not put a premium on intellect. But knowledge, the knowledge of the Lord, not just my knowledge. And the more we follow him, the more we learn his ways, the more we can let him flow through us. And, and uh, I, I want to come back to something I said, but I want to say it again to you. David knew God was a warrior. But David also knew that God was a warrior through him. There's a big difference in that. In other words, when David ran toward God, 
I mean, toward Goliath, he saw God running inside of him. He didn't see himself as just, I really believe, he didn't really see himself and just have faith because the realm of covenant meant that whatever God had, David had. What he said is this guy has no covenant. He has no personal intimacy with the Father. How can I lose? I have intimacy with the Father. And David thought to himself, if I lose, that's like God losing, and God doesn't lose. So how could I lose? And when David threw that stone, I actually believe it was the biggest curve on earth. He was a guitar player, not a stone thrower. He never killed, look in the scripture, he never killed the lion or the bear with the sling. There's no record of it. He said, actually, he pulled the lamb out of the lion's mouth. How many know that's, you're too close for a sling to work. And as he's pulling it out of the mouth, I, I have to wonder if he had a Samson anointing or if he just literally clubbed him. Now, could have, I mean, we, we aren't there, we aren't proved, but there's no, there's no real story that the tribe of Judah, the tribe that was really good with a sling was Benjamin, Saul's tribe. They could do both hands left and right. Are you following me? You don't have to be skilled in the area, but if you're obedient, God will take his skill and put it in you. So what I'm trying to say is you can actually operate above a skill level that you've acquired if you'll move under the anointing because that mantle brings forth his greatness through you. And so really what God wants to do, he wants to do something so great through you that you can never take credit. David didn't walk away. Always knew it was a giant killer. <laughs> he said, you come to me with a sword. And now th- what did he say? I come to you in the what? The name of the Lord. So I'm going to tell you, when the devil tries to draw you into battle, he'll show you his sword and he wants you to pull out your natural sword. Because if you will try to match his weapon, you've already lost. He pulls out his sword. I pull out the name of the Lord. I just trumped him. But if I pull out my sword, then it's his ability against my ability. I'm not talking about the sword of the spirit. That's different. I'm talking about don't you let the enemy choose the weapon you fight with. Don't match him. Outmatch him. Does that that make sense? It's it's sort of like if... (laughs) I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not, I'm not advising this. But how many know if, if you pull a knife on somebody, they could pull a gun on you? If you have a gun and a knife, why would you pull out a knife? If somebody pulls a knife on you, you have a knife and a gun, are you going to pull out a knife or pull out the gun? So if, if the devil pulls out a gun on you, you pull out the name of the Lord. You just out-trumped him. And you hear what I'm saying. So, Lord, I just thank you right now that as I'm speaking tonight, Lord, that, Lord, you're putting mantles of anointing on people that they start moving in dimensions that are beyond them, but not without them. What, what God's about to do in the earth is beyond us, but it'll never be without us. And I like that. 
And I appreciate you wearing an eagle shirt on the front row after they just got by. Hallelujah. I prayed them. That just encourages my soul. But let's keep on moving. And if there's any Redskins friends, just, just give me mercy. Anyway, my God. They're, they're on that side somewhere. Anyway. So, so I'm going to just minister some prophetically by the Spirit. As, as my wife comes in, they had a really powerful miracle service. And so there may be some prayer but, uh, that she does too as well. And honey, you can come on up to the front. And uh, uh, we just had a couple things we had to take care of. And uh, one of the things that if I already minister to you, you can just tell me, minister to someone else. Because I, I, I may come back and do a, just a short thing. But I also want to just minister to people. Because what I found is this. I could preach and, and I already did preach. But I want to minister life to you. And uh, when you give somebody a prophetic word, it creates a, a bond in the spirit. If you pray for somebody, that means more than sometimes just even giving them advice. Uh, if you counsel by the spirit, it, it brings a connection to people. And I always say this, if, like if you're in this church and you're always around each other, after the seventh phone call, pray for that person because keep the element that, that brought intimacy in the relationship. Don't just end up being friends. Keep ministering to each other because the Bible says we're able ministers of the Spirit. It doesn't say I'm an able minister in the pulpit. It says I'm an able minister in the Spirit. So if I step up in the Spirit, I will keep a relationship that's based in the Spirit. What happens, the Spirit makes us friends, then we just do frenzy things. And we lose the edge. Even... Every once in a while, I just encourage you to minister to your spouse. Well, you know them. Well, get a picture. I use pictures, and, and uh, uh, probably there's no person in the world that has as many prophecies from me as my wife. And that, folks, is a fact. And uh, she's actually irritated words out of me. Uh, you think it's funny. I don't. Anyway. <laughs> She actually irritated. I have to tell you one of the funniest, and then we'll go into ministry. We were flying back from Asia. I had preached for two, I think we were two weeks, three. It was, it was like we were just crying. Can we go home? I love Asia, but it's like you just want to be in your own bed. And so we're flying, and I was so tired of hearing my own voice, I didn't even want to speak. You ever been there as a preacher? I just, I didn't want to hear my own voice. I'm telling you, after two weeks, I was done with me. And uh, I wanted to break. And she said, I'm on a word. And I just looked at her, you got to be kidding me. She's the last one in my prophetic line. I want a word. You didn't give me a word. Okay. I said, so. And so finally, I just wrote it out. It was just so, I said, it's too much noise. I'm so tired. And you know what was interesting? As I started to write, I was actually a little bit upset. And I started, but I started writing. And by the second line, man, the, just the anointing came down. Now, this is what I want to tell you. You don't have to feel anointed to start, but if you'll start, the anointing will come. If the gift will work, if you'll work it, is what I'm saying, even when you don't feel it. This, this is one of the things God will prove to you. His anointing doesn't just work when you feel it. It actually can work in a greater way when you actually are just obeying and you don't feel anything. And I just wrote this word. I'll just share this testimony real quick, and then we'll move on. And I wrote out of the middle of this, and I said, you know, and we had, we were, 
we were, uh, we had just been married. We were in an RV, and she, it's been like we were living in an RV down by the beach. And she said, she's, and, I, and I wrote in this thing, and I said, uh, buy the furniture for four rooms, and in four months, God will give us the house. And so we're, we're rolling. It's been about a year. And she looks at me and said, where is that house at? And, and I just told her, I said, well, you haven't obeyed the word of the Lord. She said, what do you mean? I said, you're supposed to buy four rooms of furniture, and in four months, God will bring the house. We were going by John and Gymnastics. We did a U-turn, went in and bought four rooms of furniture. And, and actually, the sales lady became a Christian out of it. Uh, she, she said this. She said, well, what's the color of your walls? I said, well, we don't have the house. Well, why are you, why are you buying four rooms of furniture? Well, the prophetic word was you have to buy. You know, when that, we bought the furniture, it was in that week, literally four months to the day, we got our house. And, and all of, not just the, so there's a couple principles there. It wasn't just the prophetic word. She had to do it. I said, well, God don't have to give us a house. You haven't bought the furniture. You have to act on the word. So I can prophesy over you, but you'll have to have the passion after him, obey him to release. Like I say, you can quote the scripture, but if you don't believe it, it, don't, it won't help you. You can sing a song. You know, this is a day, this is a day. You can sing the whole thing and not worship. You can actually do that. You can actually sing your favorite song and not worship because you're listening to the music and you forgot about him. It happens to everybody. So just, but you have to be purposed. You have to have passion and you have to go after him. And, and when you go after him, you'll get things you never thought of. That's all I'm telling you. He is Jehovah surprise and he is also Jehovah sneaky. And, uh, you say, what's the sneaky part? Well, you'll find that out later. <laughs> he knows how to sneak up on you. He knows how to change your path. He also knows how to really, uh, well, let me just tell you the sneaky. Land of milk and honey, land of milk and honey. And he whispers under his breath, giants. But he really won't tell you about them to leave Egypt. He, he, because you can't handle giants in Egypt. You can barely handle escape. But, what, but God will... But then when you get there, God said, you know, didn't I promise you the land? But you didn't tell me about the giants. You'd never left Egypt if you'd known it. I couldn't tell you till you got out. And, and I can preach a whole sermon on that. So I'm going to go on. Okay, we're going to move on. Now, I ministered to you, Rusty, right? And your wife. And, and uh, one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to just give just different popcorn words. And I'm, gonna just, and I'm asking God for phrases that will help unlock people tonight. And, and what I'm saying is anything that resonates with your spirit, just say, I receive that. You say, well, I don't know if I can do that. You do it all the time. Do you know the most inspirational parts of the Bible are when God is speaking to another person? How many of you have ever said, only be strong and courageous to somebody? Do you realize you're stealing Joshua's personal prophecy? But as God is speaking it to him through people and to himself, it's a principle that is God emboldening his people. So actually the most exciting parts we read in the Bible are what God speaks to people in situations that actually encourage us or what people confess like David confessed as he's running toward Goliath because these are not just events, they're principles. That's why the stories are there. So you'll start talking like them when you run toward your Goliath. Does that make sense now? So it's the law and the prophets. So really, when you read the Bible, you're reading law and you're reading prophets. How I many think about it? That's what it is. 
It's either what God told us to do or it's saying, well, God said this. They said that. God said this. They said that. And, and, and so I understand this. Don't be like Jonah. When God says, go this way, you go that way, because God will talk it to you over a fish dinner and uh, you'll see it his way before it's over. And so just telling you, you can you can you don't want to be a one time prophet. Mad at God because he forgave people you wanted him to get. So anyway, so what I want to do is a couple of words. I want to just come down. And now I minister to him, but I didn't minister to him. And say your first name. Jaden, Jaden, I just felt this. You have a breaker anointing and you're going to have faith to believe that you can move a mountain. So I just released the gift of faith to you. Now just watch how you believe God. You just believe you're just going to have a belief. I can do this. I can handle this. And it's going to come to you when you get older. You're going to see this, that you'll do other things other people walk away from. You just keep on going. You're, you're, I'm sure you're a little bit... Uh, you require some encouraging parental. You know, don't break, don't break stubbornness because it'll be used for when we get stubborn for God. Just direct it, and that's all we go. Okay, here we go. Is, are you the, is he the oldest? Oh, oldest. Okay, okay. Well, I just, I just say this. I just felt like I saw them. Your oldest falling in a lake of glory, and I just say this: the lake of glory. They're falling headfirst into a lake of glory. And it's going to wash off the dirt of the past in Jesus' name. Um, uh, just your name there is? Oh, Amber. Amber. Amber, I felt like this. You're getting ready to open a door that you've not gone through before. And I felt like uh, it was like into the same room, but it was a different door into the same room. And God said, because of the way you're entering, it's going to have a different result. You've tried it one way, but go through another door. Every door, when I think of doors, I think of words and I think of anointings. And Lord, I just thank you that, Lord, you're giving her fresh words to address the same situation. And I felt like I saw the rush of wind go through that, uh, that ha- your house. And it felt like it was hitting, hitting a person. It's bringing change and transition to go into the next season. So, Lord, we just thank you for those miracles, a room of miracles in Jesus' name. Um, um, I gave you that slip, right? Did you write that down? You can, you can give it to me afterwards and give it to my wife, okay? Your first name again? Tina. Tina, I felt like this. You're getting ready to transition. And, and I feel there's some things that you're going to leave behind. And I felt like there's going to be a change of, I don't know how to say this any other way. There's going to be another level of confidence of the Father's love for you that's going to give you more confidence that you hear his voice. And, and the Lord said it's, it's not always about the gift. It's also the relationship and the trust. And I felt like this. I don't know why I saw the number 43, but I felt like God was on, like you're a little bit past 43, right? Okay. But I felt there's something at 43 that God's unhooking from you. And I don't know what that represents to you, but just, you know, you think about that. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't that long ago. So uh, there's something there. I just feel like that God is helping you get over something in that arena. Does that take you to a memory of 43? Okay, just keep thinking about it, okay? I'm coming back here. I, I met you. Your name is uh, Brian. Brian and 
Jennifer, okay. Brian, one of the things that I felt was, I'm just, while I'm just seeing a picture, and I felt like I was watching you with uh, letting out a kite, and I, this is what I heard the Lord say. You can't fly a kite until the wind hits a certain level. I felt this. You're going you're gonna to hang on to what you have until there's the moment, momentum to launch it. When the momentum comes, then you let the dream catch the wind of the momentum. And timing is everything with vision. And I just felt like God said, you have a dream, you have a vision, wait for the momentum. Let, let me just put this in practical application. Somebody, let's, let's say you, have a, you do work, but that there's something the Lord gives you to, to even some other kind. But you don't want to just go off of just one invitation. You want more than one. You want to gain a momentum so that you, you have a forward movement. So I just feel like that's going to happen to you. And I, and I felt like this, God is going to give you an ability to sense the movement of the spirit in a new level. And don't you say I'm not spiritual like other people. Just stop that, okay? How many of you know you can talk yourself right out of the anointing? Because you don't, Just because you don't move like other people doesn't mean you have it. It just means you have it in a different way. I also felt like for you, the Lord says, my daughter, I'm getting ready to give your eyes new vision. And I felt like this. I felt like you were walking. And, and I don't know why, but it, it was like a, it's like you had medicine, but you were speaking and praying healing. And the Lord said, you're going to, uh, like a nurse, you're going, to, you're going to be giving people something. But the Lord said, but you're going to give, give them words in the spirit that are beyond natural medicine. And I felt this. God said, start expecting miracles that are connected to the anointing. In Jesus' name. Um, as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up here. I, I will be right around. I have to take care of the cheap seats. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> You know, you don't have to pay that much. Anyway, I didn't minister to you yet, did I? Your name is uh, Bonnie. Bonnie, I felt like this is, I felt like I just saw a sail on a sailboat, and God said, You're about to catch a new wind where you feel like there's been no movement. God said, I've been moving with your prayers. And the Lord said, Watch what I do. And I, I don't know why, but I just want to say this. When I'm looking at you, I feel like there's a prison break. Something that has been bound is about to be released. Like naphtali, a dose set free in Jesus' name. And I just felt this. Everything of that, where the enemies tried to imprison is being broken in Jesus' name. So that's interesting. Okay. Uh, 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 say your name. The two of you, you're, you're married. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because Randy. Randy, okay. And Melinda? Melinda, Randy. Okay, Randy, one of the things that I felt, uh, I felt like I saw you going up a stepladder, like you were, like, you know, working on this house. You're going up a stepladder, and you came up about three steps, and then it went, to a na- it went to a spiritual thing. You went right, you would never do this as a builder, but it's like you went from the stepladder to a 40-foot ladder because what you start stepping into is about to come into a Jacob vision. And the Lord said, you feel like you just only have a three or four-step ladder, but the Lord said, I have the ladder that reaches into heaven. And I felt this. God said, you've been thinking about your life from your step ladder. 
I've been thinking about your life from my stepladder. And like Jacob, he was a heel grabber. You really wouldn't have wanted him as a brother. He'd steal your toys and told your mother that you beat him up. Uh, he, he was not, <laughs> he became a prince, but he was, but I feel this, you're going to start seeing yourself as a, a Israel, not a Jacob. And where you've looked at yourself in a negative way, because you say, well, I could have done this better, could have done that. And God said, I'm so past that, would you come past it with me? So, Lord, I just release that to you in Jesus' name. I felt like the Lord said for you, Melinda, uh, I felt like this is going to be a time of hearing the whispers of heaven, and you're going to pray a different way. I felt like this, that God is expanding your, the, the, your house and that there's a, there's a house of healing uh, that you're going to be involved in, and there's a house of healing. I don't know why, but I feel like the two of you, you're going to talk to people, and you're, you're going to bring healing to other couples, and as you gain strength, and people just look at you and say, well, you guys have always had it easy. And you say, come on, let me just tell you the story. We've been through some stuff. We've seen some stuff, and this is how we've made it here. So, Lord, I just thank you for that anointing and that grace and uh, in Jesus' name. I feel this. There's, there's a strength in the two of you that you don't know you have. And, and you're going to be amazed how God uses you. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's going to be powerful. I didn't minister to you, Susan, did I? I did? Okay. Yeah, that, that, I, I know. And, and that is your grandchild there? Okay. What's his name? Tobe. Tobe. I, one of the things, I just want, if you just look at me a minute, Tobe, I felt like this. I just released a Daniel anointing that you know how to hear God and you can give wisdom and you're going to understand dreams in Jesus' name. Now, that was the hard side. I feel like this is the easy side, so I'm coming here. And this is really the rough section, so now I'm just kidding. <laughs> How many know you have to have a little bit of fun? Uh, and I didn't minister to you yet, did I? What's your name? Nancy. Nancy, I felt like, I, I don't know how to say this any other way, but I just saw Windex, and it's like you were cleaning uh, this window, and I felt like this. God said, I'm removing dirt from the vision to where you look through, and I felt like the enemy tried to just throw a lot of mud on it, and you, were, you had to wipe that off, but then you were Windexing down to the point. Have you ever had a window so clear? It's like you could almost put your hand through it. I felt this. God is going to give you clarity of vision, and, and you're going to clean it, not with Windex. You're going to clean it with intercession. You're going to start praying, and then God's going to clarify and give you clear vision. And I felt this. God said, you're going to be my Windex lady. You're going to pray over people and get the mud off their window, their vision place, so they can see what the Lord has for them. And I just speak that in the name of Jesus. Your prayers are going to clarify people's vision. Um, I'm looking back there, and I want to say, is it Linda? Yeah. Sherry. 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 Okay. And that was uh, Sherry Bontrager. Okay, that's right. And it's interesting. Sherry, first of all, I just felt like this. I felt like I saw you jumping, and you were uh, parachuting down. And I heard God say, a soft landing. I really feel that one of the things God's going to do for you, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times when you see a parachute, people are jumping. 
But sometimes you parachute because the plane quit working. There's a couple of reasons you parachute. But I just kept hearing God say, soft landing. But this is the key. He's, I just felt like him saying, it's not just about a soft landing. Where do you want to land? And you know how people will actually, they will target parachute. I just felt this. God said, it's not enough for you to know that you're going to land soft. God said, I want you to start determining where you're going to land because I want you to possess it. And you're not just escaping a situation. You're going to something. And the Lord said, I want you to get, I felt like this is going to be very, very, uh, a very prophetic season about you claiming your future. And, and you know, God gave land to the tribes. And they actually, that land never left that tribe. And I felt this, it's time for you to claim your inheritance that felt like it was lost. And watch how the Lord gives that back to you. But one last thing, I saw you starting to intercede in the spirit. And I saw literally breaking strongholds. And I speak an anointing of deliverance over you in Jesus' name. Uh, that deliverance is going to be one of your mantles. And beside you to your left is, uh, your name is? Micah, Micah, I felt like this. Micah, when I was looking at you, I felt like I saw this easel and you started drawing and painting. And I feel there is an artistic edge inside of you that God's going to unleash in this season. And, but this is, this is, it's beyond the painting. God said you're going to be visionary in whatever you do. If, if it's not visionary, it will never go to its it's a maximum level because you were made to be a visionary. You see it. You create it. And I also feel this is a strong prophetic anointing that's wrapped around your life that's, that you'll speak what you see, but also you'll declare it and other people will see it. That's another dimension. I just release that in Jesus' name. And uh, uh, this uh, young man that's come up here, your name is? Garth, okay, you're the voice. I couldn't turn around, but I heard your voice, Garth. Yeah. Garth, I, I felt like this. Um, I don't know why, but I felt like I saw you. Uh, I didn't see you on any instrument, but I felt like I saw you tapping on these bongos. And I was thinking, Lord, what, what, what does this mean? And when I think of bongos, I think of something that's very... Uh, it's very movable. You can transport it. It's not like a trap drum set. But I felt this. God has given you a unique rhythm that wherever you go, you set a tempo. And it's not musically. It's in the realm of the spirit. And the Lord said, uh, you can hear, you, you know the old sound, I march, to the, I march to the sound of a different drummer. I feel this. God is going to have you be able to walk to the drumbeat of heaven, but also to release a sound that other people walk to. And there's going to be, a, a, the Lord's going to challenge you in your, your walk in the spirit to not only uh, speak it prophetically, but actually to demonstrate it. And the, the Lord said, your life is going to be very prophetic in nature. And after you've done certain things, God said, now look at it. And now I want you to think about it the way I see it. And, and things that seem to mean one thing at one level will all speak to you another dimension in another season. And it's like God will give you further revelation on it. And uh, 
I, I felt like, I don't know why, when I'm looking at you, I just keep hearing 28, 28. Now, you're, you're not 28 now. How old are you? Huh? Okay. I'll, well, I'm not, I'm not guessing. So when do you turn 28? Okay, January 7th. That's very interesting. I feel that uh, when I'm looking at you, and, and like when I get these numbers, I knew I was close, but, but uh, that wasn't the point. I feel that 28 is going to be a breakout year for you. That it's going to be like a double 14s. It's like a double of a double. And that watch how God starts to open up your spirit in dimensions to him. But also this, guard your heart. Now, the reason I say this to, to all of us is whenever God starts to move, the devil's always 10 feet away. The tree of life is right next to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and And... If you ever wanted to find where the devil was at when Jesus was on earth, just find where Jesus was at and the devil was looking for an opportunity. We're not, it's not that we're paranoid, but if the Eagles are on the 10-yard line, the Washington Redskins are not at the midfield. You get the picture. <laughs> okay, and it's not that I'm afraid, but I'm not ignorant of his devices. Now, I want to just talk about this for one minute. Somebody said, well, I just thought, well, that I just, I live in Jesus, that covers everything. I said, what does it say in John 10, 10? Jesus said what? The thief cometh. It's not if, it's just when. Now, if I knew a thief was coming, I would be prepared and he would, he would, I could wreck him. He didn't say maybe the thief will come. He just said the thief cometh. He said, so I'm just telling you up, up front Get ready to beat the thief out of your house. Don't, I come to give you life. He's coming to steal. Just know that. So whenever you see something being stolen from you, don't say, God, why? Say, where's the thief? And run him out, okay? How many know God gets, God gets blamed for what the thief has done? It's like, I told you the thief was coming. Don't think it's me. And, 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 you know, sometimes we don't know what's going on. How I many you know sometimes God will take you through a narrow place and you actually think it's the devil and God's actually checking your heart out? So that you have to be, this requires wisdom on the part of the saints. <laughs> okay. All right. So I hope that didn't confuse anyone, but it makes you pray harder. Okay. <laughs> and he'll show you. Uh, I'm, I'm just coming through here. I minister to the two of you. And I, I, did I minister? I didn't minister to the uh, okay. And, and say your name is Pete. Pete. And you guys are moving. Your name is Pete. Katie. So you're all moving. But Pete, one of the things that I felt was that this is going to be a, a revolutionary time to your spirit. I don't know why, but I felt like I felt like I saw somebody put their hand on your face and push you backwards. And, and it's like, it was a, I call it an identity pushback when you were much younger. And God said, I'm going to cause you to stand up against that, um, that, that identity robbing thing that has tried to make you feel less than. And, and, uh, and, and I just break every spirit of intimidation or even out of that where it says, well, they will win, but I can't. I break that off of you because I feel like this is going to be the season 
of, of like, you know, when I look at you, I think about 30 and Joseph with his favor. It's like when he turned 30, he went from the disfavor being lied about to where his dream came true. Now, you're not close to 30, are you? Where are you at? 41. 41. Okay, see, I have no idea. If, if I ever get something, it had to be God. I'm just, but I keep thinking, I feel like this. I keep hearing the thing 30, 30, 30, favor, favor, favor. And some people, it doesn't hit them at 30, but I feel that you're about to see some of the favor of God on your life. I even felt there was coming advancement to your giftings that are going to open up doors. I even feel like the spirit of promotion is coming to you employment-wise, that God is going to literally take you to another place. And, and I, just, I just want to encourage you. I just prophesied in our church on Sunday. I said, for somebody, God's going to make a way where there's no way. This person worked for Amazon. They were two weeks from being laid off because of their injury to their knee. They couldn't do the work. And on Monday, after Sunday, they called me up and said, guess what? Instead of being laid off in two weeks, they promoted me to a job where I don't have to walk. I got a raise. And they texted me. There was no way. So I just speak that kind of anointing over you in Jesus' name. I felt like the Lord said, my daughter, I'm getting ready. I saw the Lord just shaking you like he was waking you up out of a deep sleep. But it felt like you were coming out of a bad dream. Have you ever had somebody wake you up when you're crying in a dream? And I felt this. There, first of all, I say this. I break off any nightmares from hell, and I release the dreams of heaven over you. And I don't know why, but I felt like I saw somebody's hand over your mouth trying to suffocate you. And the Lord said, I'm breaking off where you feel like you can't breathe. And I just break off anything where the devil's tried to literally, a person or a spirit, make you feel like you can't breathe. Do you ever get dreams like I can't breathe? Okay, well, I just break that in the name of Jesus. And I just say the breath of heaven is in you, and you're going to start feeling a liberty. I also felt like your eyes are lighting up and revelation is going to be in your life this time. And I I know you said you're moving into a new house, but I feel this. You're moving into a new season as well. And and I felt there is an abandonment issue that's being shattered through even this move of God's goodness toward you. You're going to see something really incredible. And I don't know why, but I keep seeing your hands making things. I don't know what that is, but your hands are... Yeah, what do you do? Oh, that's... Then you should, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I, just, I just saw this creative anointing just coming out of your hands. Okay, okay. Uh, and Now, I didn't minister to you. Or I did. Okay. Uh, what's your name again? Tim and... Gail. Tim, I felt like God was pressing his hand on your heart. He was imprinting something deep into your spirit. And I felt like God said, don't think this next season will be like the last season. This is like a season you've never had before. I decree a jubilee over you that what has been stolen must be returned in the name of Jesus. But I felt this, the Father's hand of love is being imprinted in your heart. And what it's actually doing, it's giving you a strength you've never had before. And I felt this, God is putting a tenacity into you. And I felt this, God is putting a turnaround anointing in your heart for those who you love and those that are near and dear to you. Watch how the God uses your words to turn people's lives around. 
It's going to be a real powerful time. Uh, and I also felt this. You, you're going to see yourself in a different glory. I just released that fresh anointing. And say your name again. Gail. Gail. Gail, I felt like you're stepping up. And, and it reminded me of a, like, you know, when somebody's like a teacher's helper, they come alongside, they're watching, they're trying to, they're trying to make, they're not the teacher, but the teachers, and they're keeping things organized. And qu- I feel like you have a gift to help work behind the scenes to make things come together when other people are doing their job to make it easier. And that you're going to know how to even pray people through different situations that sometimes don't talk to you, but you just put them and you pray till you see the breakthrough. And I just release another level of intercession through you to come in to take people to a finish a completion. And I feel like God's going to put people in your heart. You're not going to stop praying until they win that level of their race. So, Lord, I just thank you that the wind of the Spirit is in our prayers in Jesus' name. Okay. So, okay. So, I'm, I'm coming here. Sister Angie, Pastor Angie, I felt like I saw fire uh, like around you, like a barrel. It was like you were in the middle of this uh, fire. And the Lord said, I'm going to, and it's like you were putting your hands out. You were feeling his presence. And it was the fire of his presence. And you're feeling it. But it's like, okay, how far does this go? And it was like, to me, it looked like your hand, if your hand couldn't go outside of it, maybe just barely your fingertips. But it was like you were surrounded and, and, you know, we know his fire is our rear guard. But when we walk in the fire of God in his presence, we're actually in the middle of it. And I felt like this, the Lord saying, daughter, when you start to move forward, my fire will move with you. And I felt like God said, it's like you've been in a season where there's not been a lot of movement, but you're about to move again. And when you start to move it's going to move with you. And I felt this, and then the literally it started to expand to a greater wave. And it was like going out from you. And God said, it's like a fire. When, when you start to move, the wind of the Spirit expands it. And I felt this, that I don't know why, but I felt like uh, this, is, this is different. I don't know what this means. But, you know, it wasn't like you were handcuffed, but there was one handcuff that was on your left hand, which to me speaks change. Your authority had already broken the other one, but I felt like you shook it off. And I don't know why I feel like there, there was something or someone that tried to handcuff you and it didn't work, but you're shaking off that last thing that would hold you back. And when you did, you started to run again. So I don't know, just whatever that is in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. She's shaking that off. And if you just want to take your left hand and just go like that, and it's off in Jesus' name and just running. Okay. And so let's just see what the Lord does out of that. And your name is? Robin. Robin. Now, while I'm ministering to all these people, some of you, if something comes where you feel like that, just shake it off. It might be your left, your right. But let God just keep on ministering. Now, Robin, what I felt was uh, I, I heard the Lord say, the surf is up. And it was like this was not a storm, 
but this was waves that you could ride. And they were just one wave after another. And what happens is, as a surfer, which I never was, but all I know is this, when the waves take a certain level, you don't wait all day. You can actually ride one after another after another. It's not just like one wave and you're done. It's not like waiting for all day to find one wave that has a little bit of power. The idea is every wave has power. You ride the power. And so I feel like this. There are waves of power that are coming toward you that you're going to start literally getting into. And the Lord said, you're going, and I felt this. I felt like you got on this one wave and the Lord said, I want you to take in what I'm releasing in your spirit. And I want you to allow that to become an inward thing and not just something you look for on the outside. And God said, I want to take the external and make it internal. And where you start feeling the wave of his presence and his power. Uh, I, and I feel like this is going to be a, a transition of you entering out of the, the, into the fullness of the promised land. I'm not saying so much out of the wilderness, but going past what I would call past Jericho victory into the fullness of your promised land. And, and Jericho is a, great, is a great victory. And AI is one where we maybe we thought we didn't need the voice of the Lord and we, we became victory conscious instead of God conscious. But there's more to possess. And I just felt that this is going to be the inward wave and, you know, really, Joshua, the great, one of the greatest leaders, had to learn God's ways, even at Ai, that he saw that, that I, don't, I don't plan off of victory, I plan off of God. And, and how many know, if, if Joshua can learn that, I certainly can too. And he was a great warrior uh, and a great leader. So uh, there's nothing to look down. How many of you ever, ever did that? You planned off a victory you had instead of God, and all of a sudden it didn't work, and like, and God said, don't, don't look at the victory. Look at me. I'm your, I'm your victory, not the past experience. So I feel like this is really going to be key because I feel like you're going to win the next battle in a way you don't plan. And where the enemy defeated you, you're going to go back and win in a unique strategy. I want to encourage you to read the book of AI because it became the key, really, of unlocking all the rest of the promised land. It was not just a small, but it was a way of Joshua leaning on God for everything else. So that, that's really an interesting, you know what I'm saying to you. So, uh, Pastor Vanita, good to see you. First of all, so what I felt was, I felt I saw the wind of the Spirit come underneath you. It started lifting you up. And I felt like God said, I'm, I'm, I'm lifting you up, daughter, on my shoulder to let you see it from my view. I want to just sing that song, He lifts me up. And Lord, I just thank you right now for the lifting anointing. And I thank you, Lord, that I felt like this, it's not three strikes, you're out. I felt it was like the Lord said, by three strikes, you are waking up to his glory in a new way. And uh, nor normally when you have a, a sounds for an hour, it's boom, boom, boom. There's three of them. 
But I felt like God said what the enemy meant to take away your faith is actually waking you up to a new awareness of his presence. And, and I will say this, you know, when I faced something I thought I'd never faced before in my greatest loss, it made me find him in a way I never knew him before. And it gave me authority for my future. And I released that authority for your future. And this is the thing, you don't need an answer. You just need him. He is. He's the answer, but I don't need an answer. I just need more of him. And if I have more of him, I'm okay. So I just release a new level of intimacy, of seeing, letting the Lord look into your heart. I felt this is going to be a time of a lot of dreams and visions. Watch what the Lord has you dream and watch what he has you speak. And I just release that fresh anointing in Jesus' name. And I'm sorry, I have too many names. You told me, uh, Manuel. Okay. Uh, and Manny, wasn't it too? Okay, I thought, okay, come back. Manny, I felt like this. Uh, I saw you lift a trumpet to your mouth and you started blowing this trumpet. And I felt this is too, do you actually play a trumpet? Okay, because it's that real to me. I just have to ask. Uh, but I felt like this. When I see a trumpet, normally the first thing I think of is the prophetic. I feel like there's coming another level of the prophetic for you to start speaking by the Spirit. And, and while, I just want to take a Manny break here for a minute. Some of you are going to come under a stronger mantle prophetically in this next month simply because that, that as I'm a prophet, part of my anointing in the mantle, I'm, not, I'm just putting over you. I find if I'm around it, people that believe in healing, I pray for more people the next month. Some of you are going to start hearing God more clear about situations just because of the mantle release. I don't care what the mantle is anybody brings, it will have an overflow. And actually, some of you need to pursue it because it's part of your gift. I may not have prophesied it, but God already knows it. Does that make sense? But Manny, I felt like this. You're getting ready, and I felt like you were going to literally prophesy three things that were going to change your life. Three different areas you're going to speak to and prophesy. And God said it will not change because you believe. It will change because you speak it. Declare it. Declare a thing. Decree it. It shall be established. I feel like God's saying it's not about what you get, but it's about how you get it. Because if you speak it and I give it to you, we've started a relationship and we started a pattern. And the Lord said, I'm going to take you out of, uh, oh, please, God, to the Lord's going to do it. And I felt this is going to be a shift of your relationship with him. And he's shifted mine several times. I'm still in shifts of certain things. And so I feel like this is going to be very important for your shift and the mantle he wants you to have in the future, that you're literally going to step in another dimension in Jesus' name. And I also felt this. I, I, don't, I don't know why, but I felt like I saw a new road, a new car. I don't know if you need a new vehicle or what, but it's just like a new road, new car, and you were driving down, and God said, I'm doing new around you to do new in you. And, and I feel like you're actually going to be driving in a new car to you, and it's going to be on a new road, and this word's going to come back to you. That that is a season he's doing new. God will change our natural to change our spirit sometimes. He'll, he'll use those and in, in, in coordinate them together. So it's very interesting to me. Um, 
I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming around the corner here. Bob and Evelyn over there. Okay, Bob, I, Bob um, I don't know why. I felt like, you remember those little eardroppers where you squeeze the rubber and it lets the eardrops out? I felt that God was, I saw this little eardropper and it was dropping solution in your ears. And the Lord said, I'm opening up your ears and I'm removing the wax of history that would keep you from hearing the love of God. And I felt this, um, that you're going to hear the love of God in a whole new way. And I felt this, the enemy has tried to build a wax buildup in your ear so that when God says he loves you, the what you hear is, I should have done better. And it's almost like, it, it's like it, it, it muffles the voice and it almost goes backwards to you. And sometimes if people talk about mercy, somehow you give it to everybody else but yourself. And so I felt like God said, this is going to be the season, my son, that I, I even, I even um, take, I don't know why I'm saying this, I'm taking, I, I felt like somebody when you were much younger actually spoke a word that was I would actually call like a curse. It, like they spoke something that made you feel like you were less than those around you. And I break those words, and I've known you a long time, and I've, I've never said this or seen this, but I felt there's words that went into your ears that actually made you hear things backwards because of what they spoke. Do you know a blessing can open up your heart to hear? A curse can, can bring confusion. So when people speak, you don't hear it, even God. And I just break that, break that thing that was in your childhood that has tried to steal the mercy of God flowing into you and out to other people. And the Lord said, you've given mercy to others, but I want you to receive it for yourself. And I felt like this is going to be a time of a cleansing from the inside out. And, and uh, there's things that still bother you that the Lord has already walked past. He's so past it and you're still stuck. And it's like the only person that wants you stuck there is the devil. God's already past it. Uh, can I just tell you this? God has so past our failures. He has chosen not to remember them. Why are you hanging out there? If you hang out your failures, the only fellowship you get is with the devil. And he is not kind to anybody. That's all I'm saying. I've had him beat me up a couple of times and I got wise. I'd rather go with God who just says, I don't even remember it. Evelina, I felt like this is going to be a time not just of answered prayer, but it's going to be a time of his presence. And I felt like I saw you, you and Bob rejoicing in this new season because I really felt this. He makes all things new. He makes all things new. And you say, I'm too old to do new. No, you're old enough to do new. You're old enough to do new. I'm telling you, it's hard sometimes for young people to do new. They're not doing new. They're just doing young. Does that make sense? You have to get old enough to do young. I mean, to do new. Young is not new. <laughs> okay. It's just young. <laughs> the next one I'm coming to is very young. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so, so I just release the wave of his presence and the anointing that takes you into another dimension of, of new. I just feel like that you are going to have more to rejoice over than you've wept over. In Jesus' name. And... Now my mind just, <laughs> I, 
I know your name, and I can't even say it. I just, Tasia, I know. I just back here, and I said Tasia, but I get start prophesying, and sometimes I forget. Okay, just, it just block. Tasia, first of all, I felt like, I felt like you were getting ready to step out of, a, out of a box. And I don't know what this means, except that I feel that you have, uh, you have some ideas about your future that have limitations that God don't agree with. And that you have to say, well, I don't think I can do that. And say, well, why wouldn't you? Why would you think you couldn't? Well, that, uh, that, well I just felt like God don't agree with you. There are things you can do that you don't believe you can do, and he's going to change you, but you have to be willing to step outside of the box that you feel, I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. I'd like to do this, but I can't. And I just break off what I call the limitations of youth, and your, your assessment of your ability, God does not agree with. So I felt like this. I just want to release you to dream with heaven and to think about your life in another whole dimension. I also felt like the fire of God is coming into your heart and it's actually going to break off uh, some tentacles that try to hold you back and, and try to hold you back from what God has for you. And they're almost like tentacles of unbelief or doubt and that are very common to young people. But I felt like this, the fire of God will help you press past them. And I felt like this, I've, uh, you're, you're out of high school, right? You're not. Okay. Well, it feels like I haven't seen you for a while. So where are you at? What, you're, you're, what year are you in? My second year. Second year. Okay. So you have two more years, then you graduate, right? Okay. So, you know, I, it's just, I, I've known you so long. It feels like if I said you were in high school, you'd be out of college. I just, when you're my age, you know. Okay. But what I feel like is, I feel like I heard God say special training and you're not just going to pass it. You're going to be excellent. And I felt like I saw extra training outside of high school, like a special training in a certain area, and, and that, you're, uh, that you really need to believe this, that, you're, you're, uh, that you have a genius and an ability to handle something. So I release it in Jesus' name. And as I just have a, two more people that I think of, I know... And then I want to say a sealing word. And uh, how many of you know that, that I appreciate you sitting here while I minister to people? And I just want to release a general anointing. But uh, I'm going to get the sound man. Did, I didn't minister to you yet. I just talked about. And your name is? Christy. 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 I felt like, have you ever, uh, you may have never seen this because you're young. But you know those records we used to have with the arm, the needle, how it would just it would get caught in a groove and keep playing the same thing over and over again. I felt like you felt like my life is sort of stuck and it seems like I keep hearing this one line and it feels like I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to make it. And uh, I felt like God said, uh, we're getting unstuck tonight. And uh, the Lord said, I'm doing, I'm putting seeds in your spirit for your future, and they're going to start to unfold. And I felt this, you're going to start having dreams from heaven, and I just release, and I just touch, and I say dreams from heaven to come. And I also felt this, that uh, God is going to do something for somebody that you care a lot about. There's something that is, uh, that, that your faith is going to do something for them that's going to literally unlock their future. 
So, Lord, I just thank you for uh, the loyalty. I see you're a very loyal person. You always stand to the end and almost sometimes beyond what you should have. But the bottom line is you have a very loyal spirit. And I feel like the Lord is pleased with you. I feel a lot of pleasure, but you don't always feel it. And so, Lord, I just release the pleasure of your presence to her and that this would be a time of great, great blessing. I don't know why, but I feel like you have a gift with children. You just have a way of touching children and you don't even know it. And, uh, and I just bless you that, that you just have that childlike faith and just watch what the Lord does. Uh, to, to the man back on the soundboard, that we, I just made a couple comments. I felt like this. You, you know those weather vanes on top of like uh, the machine shops or, you know, like uh, the man cave? that has the rooster in the north, east, south, and west. It just, I just felt this. Um, I felt that you have the ability to, you have, an, you have an anointing with direction, and you have the ability to fix things. It's like I, I see like this shop where you just go in and fix stuff. You give it to me, I'll fix it, that kind of a guy. But I felt like this. I saw God put his hand on you and you were like laying in a bed and his hand was resting on your heart. And what I saw was God is bringing an anointing on you that's going to take you into another dimension in your spirit. And his reason he was putting his hand on your heart because he's enlarging your heart to carry his anointing in this next season in a little bit different way. And I felt like this, God's going to start giving you words of wisdom, words of knowledge that actually bring people into healing, into strength, and into vision. Now, I just want to end. Uh, I think I ministered to everybody. Everybody's happy, okay. I just want to tell you what I heard in my spirit. Have you ever heard when there's a crack of lightning? And all of a sudden, the next thing you hear is, shh, it's like, it just rains. It's like somebody turns on the spigot and doesn't stop. I believe this with all of my heart. We're getting ready to enter into a downpour from heaven. And the drought is broken. The drought is broken.